we actually moved in with my mom for a few months just until we figured out what we were doing. We're like, what do we do? Where do we go? That's when my business started to just crazy take off. So it was this weird season of these like such high highs where it's like, oh my gosh, my business is making like all this money. What over this is crazy. I've this whole idea of like having money is a very weird new thing to me. So it's like these high highs and then these low lows. And so we kind of came into me supporting the family through force. And yeah, I mean, there's definitely the weight of supporting the family, but I just kind of get this feeling like if we all just do what we're supposed to do, what we're meant to do in our lives, that the numbers will work themselves out. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations, your joys and creative spurs, your femininity, your success, all in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hello, girlfriends, and welcome to another awesome episode of Girl Skill, as usual. Today, my guest is A.B. Ashley of virtualsavvy.com, and we talk about a very interesting subject that I'm sure a lot of you have heard about virtual assistant and how to become one and how to build your business as a virtual assistant, especially if you're interested in the online world. This could be your segue into the online world. And especially if you're a new mom, just like me and someone who wants to work from home, you don't have to be a mom, but someone who wants to work from home. Basically, being a virtual assistant, starting as a virtual assistant is a great segue into, you know, having your own business and having the freedom and the lifestyle that you want. So Abby, who is my guest, has built a virtual assistant business and now is teaching others how to do it. And it's been a pretty interesting conversation. Like I didn't want her to talk to me about all the businesses stuff because this is not a business podcast. And frankly, there's many, many places where she could talk about it and promote her services and all of that. I really love this interview, by the way, because Abby's story is really interesting. Not only, you know, she's managed to build this business that now supports her whole family. Like her husband has retired pretty much and is doing what he loves and she's supporting the whole family with with the business but she's also a mom of young children and she's built this business while you know being pregnant and then having one kid and then another kid so we talk about motherhood that's why you know this episode is all about there are three subjects motherhood entrepreneurship and becoming a virtual assistant and you know it was just crazy how she's done all of this. And she says, you know, in the interview that she's done this while being on a hospital bed. And it was just crazy, right? So we, we talk about all of this, like how she juggles it all, you know, the struggle and the journey of being the supporter of the family as a woman and how does she do it all. And I love how honest she is and how she says, you know, house doesn't get clean and all of that. And she really has to focus on her priority, which is business and family and everything else. It's not really important. We talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, you know, like how did she find the confidence to do this, her failures and challenges that she's gone through this journey and how, you know, she sets goals and all of that. And of course, uh, we talk about becoming a virtual assistant. She gives us very specific steps to start your VA. VA stands for virtual assistant, how to start and how to do it. What are the mistakes you can avoid and, you know, what makes an amazing virtual assistant and some of the myths and challenges about working from home. So overall, I think it's a very comprehensive episode that will give you a lot of insights, not only into the online work, working from home, becoming a virtual assistant, building your business, but also how to juggle it all. And of course, stay until the end because Abby will share, we'll all share training with you that she has on like taking it step by step, building, launching your VA business. 
and you'll also get a discount with a girl skill code. So make sure to stay until the end. Hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you soon. Girl skill, female success redefined. All right, Girl Skill listeners, I'm super excited to welcome today to the show, Abby Ashley. Abby, welcome to Girl Skill. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited for you to be here as well. We are talking about a very interesting subject today, which is virtual assistance and specifically how to make it all happen and about your journey towards that. I know online work and remote work specifically and specifically moms for new moms. It's a hot subject today. So I'm super excited to get into all of that. But before we do that, Abby, we usually have this really fun segment that we're going to get into right now. So Abby, tell me, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my family. They've been so supportive through all my crazy endeavors. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Awesome. What is the one thing that you cannot live without? Oh, this is terrible, but probably my diet soda. I need to give it up, but I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is the best gift that you've ever received? Oh my goodness. So the first thing that pops in my head, I guess it's not a physical gift, but probably our first daughter. She was a total surprise. And (laughs) she was actually uh, due on our one-year anniversary. So not planned. But I mean, I just can't imagine a better gift. She is just the sweetest little kid ever. You got pregnant like three months after you got married, right? Yep. (laughs) Surprise! My husband was actually doing an unpaid internship. Oh, wow. And we were living in Washington. DC in this little 600 square foot apartment we were <gasps> freaking out. <laughs> oh wow. Well, we're going to we're going to get into all of that cuz I'm like super interested and I told you like I'm pregnant right now so it's uh, and I have a bunch of girlfriends who are either, you know, new mothers or like thinking of motherhood and all of that. Cool. And what is the best gift that you've ever given? Ooh. Oh man, that was that one's put me on the spot. I I planned an entire like surprise trip for my husband once. That was pretty epic. <laughs> Where'd you go? We went on a cruise to the Bahamas. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, like planned the babysitting, all this stuff. Ah, it was perfect. Love it. Who is one person dead or alive that you'd love to have dinner with? Oh, I think it would be amazing to have dinner with Abraham Lincoln. His whole life just like amazes me. And he was like so ahead of his time. I, yeah, he seemed like a really cool guy. (laughs) Mm, Love it. Uh, What is your biggest fear? Spiders. (laughs) And we live out in the country now, so they're everywhere. And I hate it. (laughs) Yeah, I hate them too. I'm moving to Australia in about two weeks. And that's like my biggest fear. We've got some big bugs over there. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'll pretend that I can't see anything. We'll see. We'll see how this is going to go. I heard about... Never mind. I won't tell you. <laughs> I heard about these birds in Australia that will like swoop down <laughs> on you. Oh my God. Like attack you? Attack you. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never heard of that. Don't okay. look it up. You won't want to move. <laughs> Okay. Well, I have to. I got got no choice. But so far, I've been to Australia twice and I absolutely love nature there and the animal world. And it's all like magical and exotic. So I'll, you know what, if a bird attacks me, I'll remember you, Abby, you know, (laughs) send you a message and be like, you were right. 
All right, let's move on. What does your heart yearn for? My family, we've reached a point in our lives where we're ready to really like just start giving back. And so we're actually taking foster care classes right now and plan to bring in a teen. And so I think my heart is yearning to like really, like in this season of life, to really like mentor somebody, to really help somebody who's kind of had a rough life. And that's just something that like, I don't know, that's something that's really heavy on my heart right now. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that you're looking into adopting a teen, bringing it to your family? Yeah. So we're going to start out with foster care. And if it's, you know, if things work out, we'd love to adopt, but bring in um, a teen, maybe even like a 16 or 17 year old and help them like get on their feet, get a, you know, finish high school, get a job, all of that. That's the next journey we're embarking on. Wow. That's, that's a big journey. You know, usually I think, well, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I was under the impression that usually people take, you know, small children, for example. Yeah. We have a three and a four-year-old right now. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with more little kids. I don't know if I can handle any more little kids right now. And I know that teens can sometimes be harder, I guess, when it comes to like foster care and adoption. But it's just this crazy thing that's on our heart that we're like, okay, we feel like we can love some kid a lot. So let's give them a chance. Most people don't. That's a, that's a big step. Wow, that's awesome. All right. Let's move on to some of the usual questions I ask women on the show. Abby, what is femininity for you? You know, I think that femininity is just us embracing our true self. I think that it's being unashamed about who you are as a person, you know, the things that you love to do, pursuing your passions, and being unashamed about pursuing your passions, knowing that you're okay to be you and to pursue things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you consider yourself successful and why? <laughs> I do. I do, actually. I'm very happy. We kind of mentioned this earlier. I, I'm a business owner. And so I think that success is beyond just my business. But, but with that, that has really, I think, given me the confidence that I can do I really believe that I can do anything if I really, you know, work hard at it and search after the right resources and things like that. I feel like I've I've found success in my business and that's what, you know, kind of comes to mind first when I think of success, although obviously success is more than that. It's, you know, your family and the people you love and and things like that and and giving beyond yourself. But yeah, I I, I would I'd consider myself successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And last question of the segment is Abby, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about life right now and why? 10. <laughs> I really am. I mean, we are just in a crazy season right now. We're, we're traveling. My husband actually just quit his job and I retired my husband, which is a bit of crazy fun journey. We bought our first house. Like we're just, we're just in this season that it's just like, we're about to embark on the foster care thing. It's just like so much is new and changing, but I really, I'm like one of those weird people that kind of likes change. So it's all just like so fun to me. I'm like, oh, all the possibilities. I mean, I, it's a really, really fun season of life for me right now. Love it. Awesome. All right. So now is the chance to introduce yourself and tell us what you do and who you are. 
Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Abby Ashley and I am a mom of two kiddos. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a three and a four-year-old. Everyone asks if they're twins because my three-year-old boy is ginormous. And so he is the height and probably past the weight of my almost five-year-old. I'm married to an awesome husband and I am also a business owner. So I have a business where I teach people how to become virtual assistants. I was a virtual assistant myself. Back in 2013, I started that business as a way to make money from home with my daughter. And yeah, the business continued to grow. And now I train other people how to become virtual assistants as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So we're going to start. And I, and I told you, Abby, I think there's a lot of podcasts out there. Not only, you know, there's one one huge, huge kind of side of female entrepreneurship and working online and building your own business, which you also teach and you are a business owner, but also a virtual assistant is kind of the entry for, for example, moms. So the mom market is huge on that because this is pretty much, as we talked before, it's like the entry in or out. So out of your corporate job, for example, if you have no idea what to do next and you want to work from home remotely or travel or whatever, become a digital nomad, you know, like I told you in the beginning, it's like you've hit the the sweetest spot ever (laughs) because now with so much opportunity and, you know, I've been in the online marketing world and online remote work and traveling. I've been a digital nomad for like three and a half years or more location dependent now I'm building my coaching business. And so when people ask me, I'm like, there's so much opportunity out there online. It's just unbelievable. And so when I hear people say, oh my God, I don't know where to start, whatever. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like there was no other time in the world where there was so much work online and like, you just got to, you know, start. And, And I understand it's overwhelming for a lot of people. Like, you know, as I said, I have a couple of girlfriends who are like home stay-at-home moms and it's very confusing and where do we start and all of that. And I know you answered a lot of these questions in other podcasts, on your website and your free resources. Actually, for everyone listening, Abby has an amazing training and after that, a course that she's put together and she's teaching people how to start up a full-on virtual assistant business. So we're going to talk about that in the end, actually. And Abby has a discount code for all of us and training and everything. So we're going to let you know, like if this is a path that you want to take, then Abby's going to let us know at the end of the show. And Please stay by the end of the show. What I told you, Abby, is like, let's focus on the feminine journey of your womanhood journey and how this business and this type of work uh, has really helped you actually you know, support your family, but also, you know, dealing with like, how do you make money while having children and not have to go to the office? And this is a journey that's awaiting for me being an entrepreneur and a mom. And, you know, I'm still kind of exploring this. So let's start in the beginning. What were you doing before starting this business? And then, you know, once you had your daughter, you said this is really where you were looking up, you know, things to do. And and what I'm really interested in is the challenges that you went through because it's not easy and pretty, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about all that. 
So I was working at an online university back in 2012, 2013. I had moved to Virginia to to work at this online university. It was nice because I did have the opportunity to work some days remotely. So I'd go into the office like two days a week and work from home three days a week, which, so that was my very first time really having some kind of remote work. I, I It was really great. But I, I had worked there a while and I was starting just to be done with it. You know, you kind of reach that point in, in your corporate job sometime. So we found out that we were pregnant, surprise, and terrified because my, I had always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Like that was just, my mom, growing up, my parents were divorced and my mom was a, uh, she worked at the cafeteria at the school. So she was like a lunch lady, (laughs) but she did that. She gave up, she was like a computer programmer and she gave that up because she wanted to be there for us. Like she wanted to have off summers and, you know, kind of have similar hours. And so she became a school lunch lady and she did that all the way until I graduated high school. So we didn't have a lot of money, but I remember my mom being there and that was just like, so important to me. And so I always thought like I would be a stay-at-home mom. And so when we got pregnant, it was like my husband was doing an unpaid internship and we were like, we got to figure out how this is going to work. His internship was over a couple months before we had my daughter. So we're like, you're going to have to get a job really quickly. But I just knew like, I'm going to have to find a way to make some money too, because, you know, we just new living in the DC area, Washington DC area, that uh, that we would need some extra money. So I just started looking for opportunities to make money from home and a friend suggested virtual assistants. And I literally had no idea what it was. <laughs> I started like just Googling like crazy and saw that, you know, hey, I think I could do this. Like I basically just helping business owners with like administrative things. I could do that. And so... I made a list of services and started going to some live networking events. I was like eight months, seven months, eight months pregnant at the time. So I'm going to these networking events, pitching my business with this big baby belly. (laughs) But I got clients. It It was amazing, actually, when I walked into a room with all these entrepreneurs and I'm like, I'm a virtual assistant. I just started calling myself that. I literally like found out what it was and I printed off some business cards. I'm like, I'm a virtual assistant. Didn't even know what it was, really. So wait, let me ask you a quick question. So then, you know, I'm now at the time of the recording, I'm like six months pregnant, a bit more. And then for me, I'm like, okay, I got to finish work around, I don't know, like a month before I'm due. And then I'm planning to have like a two months maternity leave. And so like you were eight months pregnant, like the baby was coming and usually it's, you know, plus minus two weeks. And then, because for me, I'm like, even now I'm on a deadline and I'm like in a hurry to enroll clients, right? Because I know that basically for three months, I'm just going to pause and delegate and outsource and everything. So like, how did you manage to do all of that knowing that, I mean, did you plan to take maternity leave? And then how did you plan with all the pregnancy and birth around that? Well, transparency, it was very dumb what I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, women. Do not do that. <laughs> Don't start a business when you're eight months pregnant. It's not advice. If you hear one thing from this podcast. <laughs> do not do that. Okay, we no, got that far. So, so my job, full transparency, my job was boring. My job was so boring. I was not challenged. I was getting paid eight hours a day to probably do two hours a day of work. 
And so I act, and I was like working from home a lot of the time anyway. So like when I was getting clients, a lot of the time I was just sitting there doing the work while I was getting paid at my other job because I didn't have anything else to do. So yeah, I hope my previous employer doesn't hear that, but you know, what can they do now? So that's what I did. And I literally was like writing emails on my hospital bed. Like it was not smart. Like telling everyone I'm going to be out for a week or so. Okay. And then it really didn't, that, that was a nice thing too, is that I was not making a whole lot of money at that other job. So it didn't take a whole lot to replace my income. And pretty quickly, I started getting some other people to help me. So I got a bunch of clients basically like right before I had my baby. And then they would give me work all remotely. Like I didn't have to meet them in person. So what I would do is I would take a lot of that work and then I I had what I called, what are called subcontractors. And so someone would say, Hey, you know, here's this data entry project. Well, I'd take that data entry project, give it to a subcontractor. They'd give me the work back and then I'd pass it on to my client. So where did you find these subcontractors? You know, I just used some other friends that were stay at home moms. You know, I just, I just asked a few of my friends if they wanted to, I was charging, you know, $30, $40 an hour. I said, Hey, do you want to work for $15 an hour? I just give you this work, you hand it back and I give it to the clients. So that's basically what I did. So I I did a lot more subcontracting those first couple of months, but I will say this too. I had like the best daughter ever. She literally like slept all as when I say like my gift, she, uh, if, if I would have started this business with my son, <laughs> there's no way it would have succeeded because he was just crying all the time. My daughter, my daughter literally like come home from the hospital was sleeping through the night. Like she, she would sleep six hours a night. We were like, she was just so good. She like never cried. So she, you know, newborns sleep a lot. So I would just sit on the couch and do work while she was sleeping. Mm, amazing. Yeah. What, what a story. Let me ask you this. How did you have, because, you know, a lot of the kind of starting out moms working from home and not only moms, just in general, and I know you work a lot of, with women, but also with men, but specifically we're focusing today on women how did you find the confidence to be like, okay, well, you Googled it, you went to the events, you gave out some business card, you called yourself a virtual assistant. Like so many women do not have this kind of confidence. So I'm wondering, where do you think that came from in you? And I know that like for me personally, pregnancy is a huge push. Like I'm just currently, I'm just done with hiding and being politically correct with my message and whatever. I just don't care anymore. You know, it's like there's this creative (laughs) power in my body, in my mind and everything. I'm like, I'm going for it. I literally don't care. So I wonder if that was what uh, maybe influenced you. Maybe we'd get like this extra boost of confidence in pregnancy. (laughs) It's like, I can conquer the world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But is there, I guess it was also your character. And so what do you think that was for you? You know, it's funny. I, I have a business coach right now and anything she tells me to do, I just do it. And she's like, how do you... Like, it's like you have no fear. And I'm like, I guess I just, maybe this is just a natural thing that happens, but I just always run through like, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, so I fall on my face and it doesn't succeed. Like, I'm not going into debt. We'll find a way to make money. Like things always just work out. So I'm not like, 
you know, even my failures, things aren't that bad. You know, we still have, we thankfully always had a roof over our head. We've thankfully always had food to eat. Like I have my family and what else could go wrong? And even, even if those things are taken away, like, you know, like what's the worst that can happen? I think that that's just like, okay, well, I try this and it doesn't work. I'll try something else, I guess. I, I've always been kind of entrepreneurial too. So the idea of me like starting a business was not maybe that crazy. Like this was for my friends. It was like probably, oh, here she goes again. Because I had I'd sold textbooks online. I started this thing where I would like make freezer meals for people. I sold jeans on eBay. Like I had had quite a few like little like side hustles. I guess people call them. I've always just had this entrepreneurial mind. So for me, starting a business was like, ooh, yay, let's start something else. (laughs) And so let's talk about some of the failures that you have because you mentioned them. If you can maybe think of one or two that were really kind of like, oh my God, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely in the beginning, I... I'm like, where do I start? Tell (laughs) me everything. (laughs) I would take on, I would take on like any client. So people would be like, oh, can I hire you? I'd be like, yes, yes. Which I mean, wasn't bad because obviously we needed the money, but I got into some situations where people were just not the best people to work for. They would email me like 20 times a day and want like a one hour response. And which you're going to find yourself in those situations. And I think I just held on to them a little longer than I should have. Like I should have given those people the boot way earlier than I did. So there was that. I mean, there's the mom guilt. I mean, there's always this constant struggle as a mom of like being yourself and having your own thing, whether that's a business or whether that's something else. Maybe you really enjoy working out or art or gardening or something, you know, like just having, going out with your friends. There's, I think a lot of moms lose that when they become a mom because their whole world becomes their kids, which is amazing. I mean, you will want, as soon as you have your kid, you're like, oh my gosh, you're my world. But it's, it's so important to, to still have something that's your own too. I think that part of the reason moms suffer with postpartum depression, moms have like just different struggles because we just kind of lose ourselves. And I think that whether it's a business or whether it's something that you just really enjoy doing, like maybe take a little break right after you have a baby, obviously, but find that thing again, like make sure that you are doing something that you absolutely love because it's so important. So I'll say this, you find something you love and you start doing it and you make sure you're doing that even as a mom, but you're still going to struggle with mom guilt. Like, I don't know if I know a single mom that's doing something other than just being a mom that doesn't have some kind of mom guilt. Like you just, there's always like, oh, but I should be spending time with my kids. Oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I mean, we just, we can't do it all. Like we just, you just can't do it all. And so I've struggled and still struggle a lot with like, I should be doing more. I should be doing more. And it's like, I'm running a business that supports my entire family. It's okay if I don't clean my house perfectly. Like, (laughs) you know, like there's just some things that are going to let go. But that mom guilt is just, I think, a constant battle. And tell me about this supporting the entire family. How do you feel about that? Because I respect all women's choices. And then, you know, we have so many choices and opportunities today. And there's so many stories like yours, Abby. And I really admire and respect you that, you know, 
just by pursuing something and going for it, you're now able to support your whole family. You said, you know, you guys bought your first home and your husband is retired and everything. But in the work that I do personally for me and with the women that I work, because, you know, I work a lot with femininity and feminine embodiment. And I find that a woman specifically, that is a lot of responsibility, a lot of a burden, especially the financial burden to carry and everything. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you find that working in your marriage? But in general, I am quite convinced and I've, you know, researched and read about this, that for a man, and I don't know if you agree or not, but for a man, it seems like supporting the whole family is like easier. It comes easier. Right. Like this, the stress levels, like men can handle it better. Like I'm not saying, you know, men no, are... Oh, no, women. I would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, so tell me about that because this is something that modern women today kind of struggle and and because you said it, we can't do it all. But in your case, it's not only, you know, like a 50-50 kind of income, but it's also like the whole kind of income, right? And then the children, and then your wife and a mom and then a lover and then everything. And I'm like, gosh, like how, how does that all work? I'll say this. I mean, I literally, my husband is phenomenal and he has very specific gifts of his own. It's not something that really came by choice. So we, last year, I said we were living in DC. We met in DC, um, in the DC, Virginia area. So he really wants to pursue, he's just always, that that unpaid internship he did, it was with a church. So he's always just had on his heart to help people. He's like the most giving, you know, person ever. He was working in a soul-sucking job. He was doing IT for the government and hated it. And so he got an opportunity last year for us to move to Oklahoma for him to work at a church full-time. And he we were like, we just have to do this. This is your passion. This is what you want to do. So we picked up and we moved our entire family across the country. So we moved from DC to Oklahoma last year in 2017. Three months later, he was fired. And so we were just sitting in Oklahoma, like, what do we do now? And then we uh, decided to move to Missouri, which is where I'm from originally and had family here. So we actually moved in with my mom for a few months just until we figured out what we were doing. We're like, where do we, what do we do? Where do we go? And that is the point. It was just such a crazy season. That's when my business started to just crazy take off. So it was this weird season of these like, like such high highs where it's like, oh my gosh, my business is making like all this money. What over this is crazy. I've, I, you know, I grew up with a lunch lady mom. Like we, I don't know, like this whole idea of like having money is a very weird new thing to me. So it's like these high highs and then these low lows of dealing with, you know, just the very bad situation that we walked into and the, you know, getting fired is not easy for anyone, but especially getting fired from like your dream job and all this stuff. So we walked through just a very difficult season last year. And so we kind of came into me supporting the family through force. I mean, we just like, you know, he was, he was fired. So my income was the only income that we had. And then, so then we moved and then he started looking for other things and he found this one job, but it just was not, again, it was like a sales job, not something that he loved doing. And then we just, one day we just looked at the numbers and we were like, you know, why are you working this job that you hate here in Missouri? 
when what you love doing is working for the church, we found a church that we really like here. They can't like afford to pay them full time. So it was just like, why don't you do something that you love, that you're passionate about? The numbers will work themselves out and quit your job. And so that's, that's what he did. And so even though he's not working, getting a paycheck, he is, he does like leave the house, you know, four days a week because they have Mondays off. He does like go and he works full time, but it's just in a volunteer role right now. And so I feel like, I I just kind of get this feeling like if we all just do what we're supposed to do, what we're meant to do in our lives, that the money will just kind of work itself out. I mean, granted, there's times where push comes to shove and you just have to like do what you got to do. But this is just a season where it's just like, okay, you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna believe that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It'll all work out in the end. So it's a very long explanation, but that was, that's been our journey this past year. And, and yeah, I mean, there's definitely the weight of supporting the family, but I think that, you know, my husband does an awesome job of like, of we share roles. Like we, you know, he takes the kids to school. Now he does all the laundry. I still cook because he is not a cook, but we do a lot of like really quick meals and he'll pick up groceries and stuff like that. So we just, we share stuff. And when I'm overloaded, I just, I'm, I'm a talker. I'm, I'm not going to like hide when I'm overloaded. I'm like, I'm overloaded. You got to help with this. <laughs> And then also being a mom. So you said you can't do it all. So if you would put it on a priority list, so to say, what would you say? Because I don't know if in your head you put it in a priority list. I guess you have to because it's like, well, you know, I can't do it all. So what can I do? You know, so I'm curious about how do you arrange your day, for example, or your week or some sort of priorities and where do the kids come in? Where does being a wife come in? Do you have any sort of routines or like even, you know, the de-stress dealing with mom guilt, as you said, and any practices that you use. So just tell us a bit more about that. The past few weeks I've been taking off Fridays. Like I've got, I've hired a few people in my business to where I do have more time where I don't have to actually be in the business as much anymore. So I've been taking off Fridays. That's been really awesome because we just use that day for like a a catch up. So my kids are in daycare now. I didn't I didn't mention that earlier. It was something that was a slow transition. We had someone come into the house one day a week. We had someone come to the house two days a week. And then we moved to they were going to somewhere three days a week. And then when we moved to Oklahoma during that brief stint, the place that we found to watch our kids that we really felt good about only did five day and we were like, let's try it. Well, it ended up working out because, you know, then my business grew to support our family. So, so now my kids do attend a five day a week um, daycare, which has been, you know, a whole new thing of mom guilt, but I feel, I feel good about it. They love it. I'm happy. Like everyone's happy. So I think you just have to do what's right for you as far as that stuff goes. But what we do is on Fridays, we just use that as like a it's kind of just a catch-up day. Like, what what are we lacking? Are we lacking, like, am I stressed? If, if I'm lacking, like, personal inner peace, <laughs> then and, like, if I'm all tense and stressed, then on Friday, maybe I'll go get a massage or I'll go, like, just take a nice walk in nature or something. If it's like, hey, we really need some connecting time, like me and the husband, then we'll do a date day and we'll just spend the day together. If we're like, man, I'm just... Like, I'm just missing my kids today. Then Fridays, we'll pick them up early and go to like the local amusement park. So, and with my husband working at a church, Sunday isn't really like a weekend day for us. So we've just kind of made Fridays our weekend fun, like our day. 
So I just, I really use that day to kind of catch up on, you know, oh, you know, we moved into a house. So we've been unpacking and decorating. Do we just need to do house stuff this day? So that's been really nice. It's just having a reserved like catch up time. It's like whatever we need, this is the time where we're going to catch up on that. Yeah. I'm in love with the idea of having a four day week and it's just, it's brilliant. You know, I know that for example, in Netherlands, women, you know, after birth or after maternity leave or paternal leave as well. I mean, you know, the Dutch people are so relaxed about work and they're all about efficiency. And actually for them, it's like a four day work week is a normal thing. And like, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'd love to do that. But of course, I'm like with five days a week, there's just so much work that I'm like, (laughs) especially when in a startup, you know, because I'm right now in a startup phase, like that's, that's really hard. And with the pregnancy and everything. It is. But I think that it, I think, I mean, if you're able, if you're at a, you know, if, if someone's at a place where they're able to do something like that. It really does help you work harder. It's like, all right, I, you know, I've got to get my stuff done in these four days or I can't take off that Friday and I'm going to take off that Friday. So what do I, you know, I just make sure to prioritize and have reasonable expectations on myself too in my business. So something that I do, and this can relate to business or just life, is I make one big goal for the month. I'm just like, instead of having a to-do list that's a mile long, I'm just like, what's one big way I can move the needle forward? Let me just do one. And of course, other little things. I'm still going to have to answer emails. I'm still going to have to whatever. But what's one big way I can move the needle forward? And so I just make a monthly goal. I write it on a board, say, this is my goal for the month. And that way, because we do the same thing in business that we do in our personal lives is where we just feel like we have to do it all. And it's like, Well, no, like if I just move my business significantly forward in one way every month, instead of feeling like I have to do all the things, I have to do everything that I've ever, every idea I've ever had for my business. It's like, no, let me just really move forward in one way. And that has helped me stay like laser focused, I think too, on, on what's really important. Yeah. So what's the big goal for September? So I am building, this is like a little techie, (laughs) I'm building a new, basically, ad campaign. It's called a, a funnel. Like, I'm building a new way for people to find one of my products. Yeah, it's a series of, like, trainings and things like that that will lead people to one of my products. And so, do you kind of... So, how does your month look like in terms of do you plan it by week or do you every... So, then you have this big one goal and then every day are you doing like one or three big things that has to have to be related to this goal? Is that how you start? Yeah. So, so, what I do is I have my one big goal and then every week, me and my team, because I have a team of people now too, um, me and my team meet and we come up for with like our one or two big goals for the week. And so those things should support the main goal for the month. And then we come up with our goals for the week. And then every week we go back and we're like, hey, did you do that one thing? (laughs) You know, those one or two things last week. And then I also have just a daily checklist. So like my daily checklist is how all the other stuff gets done. So it's like, all right, every morning I need to like log in. I need, you know, I need to log into my computer. I need to check my emails. I need to check any messages from my team. I check my Facebook and I have like a you know set aside time to check my Facebook and then I close it out. I don't look at it again for like the rest of the day. Maybe at lunchtime I'll like look just for fun, but I 
I try not to like keep it open or it'll be a constant distraction. So check my Facebook messages, check, you know, these different projects. And then my daily checklist usually takes like an hour and then all that's out of the way. And then I can start working on the big project stuff. Mm, Cool. So let's talk a little bit about your virtual assistant business. So Currently, you are teaching others how to do all of that, uh, how to build a virtual assistant business. Are you still providing virtual assistant services or not really? I am not. So I started this online course in 2016. And at the time, I still had you know some pretty big clients and I still had kind of my little agency working. But the course really just took off. And my, my coach was like, you know, I think this has way more potential. So let's just go full force into this. So that's what, um, that is what I'm doing now. I just, I just run the course now. Yeah. And with this business, I mean, as we talked about, and I'm looking at your store, you have, you have some apparel going on with the tacos and (laughs) virtual assistant t-shirts. That's pretty awesome. Those are just for fun. <laughs> those, I basically made those t-shirts because I wanted to order them. They don't even really make me much money. I just think that they're fun. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but you have these different online courses like a virtual assistant welcome packet and the VA toolbox and you know the savvy site. And you, you also give personalized sessions and VA bootcamp and all of that. So that's awesome. And what do you think What is like if you'd say one to three things that really... Uh, where this the secret to your success in in, in this business? Uh, what would you say they are? Because I think so. You said your daughter's four, your son is three, which means like you literally got pregnant. What nine months or something, or like three yeah, months three, after you gave birth? In, we were pregnant. <laughs> so you gave birth to your daughter, and then three months after you got pregnant again with your son. No, no. So they are twenty-two months apart. Oh, so my daughter's okay. almost five. My my son just turned three and my daughter's almost five. Right. But you basically had, okay, how does the math work? You basically had what, like how old was she when you got pregnant again? Let's see. So, um, so 13, yeah, about 13 months. So a little over a year. Okay. So she was a year, you got pregnant and then... You know, a year later, nine months later, you birth again. So you have basically these two newborn, toddler newborns while building all of this, this whole business. Like, that just seems crazy to me. I'm like, how does one do that? How does a woman do that and still stay sane? And because like, I know what's involved in a business. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, perhaps your pregnancies, were your pregnancies easy at all? Or did you have... Wonderful pregnancies. Yeah, I really did. I was very blessed to have very easy pregnancies. I never got sick or anything. People are going to hate me. No, it's um, fine. I, I love hearing this. I mean, are like, nice. how, how do you do it? How do you do it? I'll tell you the truth. I just, I don't clean my house. I don't. <laughs> right. Like, I let other days. I know that it sounds, it sounds crazy, but the amount of time that we spend, like, trying to make everything else perfect. Like I've just, I've chosen my priorities. My priorities are my business and my family. Like that's what I do. You know, like I spend time with my family. I love on my kids and I work on my business. We do, we do a lot of like really quick meals. If there's like a potluck, I'm the person bringing store-bought cookies because I'm not going to spend two hours, you know, cooking something to impress everyone else. Like that's just, I, and it's, it's crazy. Like those little things that we do, 
you know, there's been, and now I'm entering into a season again where it's like, man, I've thrown every, every waking moment is either just business, family, business, family. And now I'm like, okay, I got to take a season to like take care of my health because like even the past two years where I was building this business, like I like gained a lot of weight and I like did So like, obviously like there were things that now I'm like, okay, now this needs to be a priority again. So I'm not saying that I did it a hundred percent the right way, you know, maybe there could have been a little bit more balance in my life, but that's what I did is I just, that, it was like, I've had this season for about five years where it's just been business and family. Like that's all that I do. And now I've worked really hard and I can now take off Fridays and do other things like that. So I think that that's, you know, I I think we just, I'm sorry. I think we just make choices. And for me, I've just never been one to like, I don't know, like, like I get up and I'm thinking about my business. Like I just, I love it so much. And so we do the things that we love, right? (laughs) Or we should do the things that we love. What do you love about it? I think just the the creativity. I like the challenge. I like the, I like conquering something. I've always been, I was like the good student in school. Like I just like to like know that I did a job well done. And so, yeah, I think there's, it's just like, so even now, like my business is running and I'm already like, hmm, what's the next business I can start? <laughs> Cause I just like, you know, I just really like a challenge, I guess. So let me ask you this. Let's rewind to, you know, 2013 when you got pregnant with your daughter and, and, you know, you were kind of trying to figure out, you had a boring job and you realized that you need to make some money. And fast forward to today, what, if anything, would you have done differently? I think just taking care of myself more. You know, moms just have a tendency to prioritize everybody else above themselves in my business there's been some times where I know I've just worked too much, like put the kids to bed and then I'll like go, especially if like my husband was out of town or something, I'd go and I'd like work till one o'clock in the morning and get like no, like, I think, I guess there's times that you do that, but it's just like, there's no need to do that. (laughs) Like things will work out. You know what I mean? And I'm taking an hour to go on a walk in the morning, in the morning or something like that. Like it's just like some better self-care practices, I think is probably what I would have done differently and what I'm trying to now get back and, and do again. Yeah, I think that's the struggle of, of the modern woman, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but also in your career, you know, it's like, I think about this and I honestly, I know that I am building a business, but I also realize that as a woman and, you know, this is what I choose and I choose my priorities. I choose my family and my relationship first in a way, like my relationships are so important to me because I know that that's what's going to keep me sane and actually is going to help my business grow in in the long term. And like, I'm going to be just sane and more fulfilled like this. So I'm playing a feminine role in my relationship and my marriage. And, but I also realize that Oh, sorry. Is your dog? No, I've got, I've totally forget. Sometimes I schedule podcast interviews. So I live in Missouri and they, they test the tornado sirens at 10 o'clock every Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. We've got a tornado testing right now. (laughs) I totally forgot that they do this. (laughs) That's fine. No worries. I hope there's no tornadoes there. There's no tornado. It's just we live right by the siren too. Oh, okay. Weathering tornadoes. Are you are you in Oklahoma or where? 
Uh, we're in Missouri now. Oh, Missouri. Okay. Are there tornadoes there? Have there ever been? There since you've been are there? tornadoes here, but they're not. I mean, our area has never really been hit. They've hit really bad, like an hour and a half from here. But you know, <laughs> funny. this is part of part of living here. <laughs> tornadoes. <laughs> the tornado well, tires. <laughs> to the background of the tornado, I'm just going to say, you know, I'm making a conscious choice of uh, like understanding that I can't do it all and I'm not trying to be a perfect businesswoman, whatever. And I realize that my business is going to grow slower than if I were to go. I mean, I am going full speed, but I have my priorities every day and I'm, I'm just not, you know, pushing myself to the limits where I can't do it anymore. I still work a lot and my back hurts and I'm like six months pregnant and everything, but I try to make it easier you know, for me, I focus on my creativity and my practices and everything. And as you said, like, this is where I am now is in, I'm taking walks and I'm really spending time with me and meditating and all that. So, but it is what it is. It is the, you know, the, we are women. And so we got to deal with all of that. So, all right. So let's switch gears a little bit, Abby. So now we've talked about you and your journey. Thanks so much for sharing that, by the way, that was great. And let's talk about virtual assistants specifically. So for a lot of women listening, you know, who want to work online. So we, I have a lot of women in the audience who are in the transition period, for example, who want to quit their corporate jobs or, you know, are just looking for their next thing kind of, and then seeing what are opportunities out there. I have a couple of girlfriends who are new moms. And so being a virtual assistant or becoming one is a really good way to kind of test the waters and see if it's for you and, and you know what it is all about. And so what do you think, like for every, for all the women listening, what would be the first kind of steps that, you know, they could do? Because I know it's, it's, it's overwhelming, like they don't know where to start and like how to go about it. And then kind of what is also the income that, you know, women can expect? And as we mentioned in the beginning, like, there's just so many opportunities out there for women today to work online, especially if you're a home and stay mom. It's very flexible. You can work as many hours as you want. And so if it was you a couple of years ago, you know, listening to this episode or, you know, like what would be the three first steps that you would do? Yeah. So like you said, the reason why I love virtual assistants is because it is just, it, it is such a great flexible thing with low overhead. And that's, I mean, if you have a computer and decently fast internet, then you can do this. That's what I really love about it. So there'd be three things that I would do just starting out. First, you need to choose what services you can offer. So it's amazing what, like, we're skilled women. Like we are skilled people. Most of us have, even if you think like, oh, I don't, I don't have any kind of service. I don't build websites or whatever. It's like, you, you know, you being able to write a quality email. I mean, answering customer service emails, so many entrepreneurs just need someone to help manage their inbox. It's insane. People get hundreds of emails and, and you need to respond to those emails. So answering customer service emails, data entry. I mean, there's a lot of things that you probably already have the skills to be able to do that someone could start offering as a virtual assistant service. So I suggest people, you know, make a list of all the services that they could possibly offer and then choose your rate. So you need to know how much you're going to charge for those. So you mentioned like how much can a person make? So normally I tell people to start out between the $20 and $30 an hour range. If they're like US or UK based, some other places people will charge a little bit less, but that 
it kind of depends on, you know, how much you need to make where you live, but you will have to pay taxes out of that. So self-employment taxes. So depending on where you live, you'll need to know kind of how much that is. But in the U.S., it's, you know, between $20 and $30 an hour is is a good starting rate. And so you choose choose your, your hourly rate, choose some services, and then really just start talking to people. I think that the people that I know that have had the most success is the people who just start telling people about their business. So you probably, everybody listening, probably know one business owner. I mean, probably somebody pops in your head as, okay, yeah, I know this person. They they sell insurance or they're a real estate agent or they have this mom and pop shop or they have an online store. You probably know one business owner. And just like you know one business owner, everybody you know probably knows one business owner. So even though you're not selling your services to your friends and family, unless if they're business owners, telling people about it, just putting it on Facebook, you know, reaching out to a couple of people personally, letting your family know, hey, you know any business owners? Like this is, I'm supporting business owners now by offering virtual assistant services. That was how I got my first few clients. That's how a lot of my students get their first clients is just by telling people. Those would be three of the most important things that you would need to, you know, you need to know what you're offering, how much you're going to charge for it. And then you can go out and start telling people about it. I mean, granted, there is more to it. You'll need to know how are you going to invoice people, you know, Are you going to have them sign a contract, which I definitely suggest doing, you know, uh, all of those types of things. There is more to figure out. But at the end of the day, if someone's like, I want to pay you, trust me, you're going to figure out how to do the rest of those things. (laughs) You're going to figure out, okay, now I have to figure out how, how are they going to pay me? What, you know, uh, am I going to invoice them? When, you know, how are we going to hand off the projects, all this stuff? You'll figure it out if you just get out there and start telling people about it. And there's a lot now, a lot of groups online and Facebook groups who are like women or mothers just starting out the same or doing the same thing. And all the answers are out there. And we're going to talk about your course in a second because you're actually teaching this step-by-step how to get into this. So let's talk about step one first, like services you can offer. Because I'm thinking that, you know, a lot of women that have been in a career, like are these things that I could do for someone or how can I combine, for example, not only, you know, what if I don't want to just answer emails and like, this is boring for me. And what if like, you know, I have been a manager for a couple of years in like a retail company or, uh, you know, a car rental company, for example, and then how do I combine? So what I'm saying is like a lot of women don't want to just do some work that is desperate, but how to make it in a way, what is the service to offer that also, you know, is fulfilling in a way like you don't, I mean, I guess you start with, you might start with whatever just to see what's out there, but what would you be your best kind of bet or recommendation in terms of combining what you can do with something that you actually care about and going into this, offering people the service that you're capable of, you know, maybe you need some qualifications or I don't know, like, how does that work? Well, so what I have found is that most people who start virtual assistant businesses, they're just like, just want to make money from home. Like, I just want to do something that I know how to do that I can make money from home. And what's great is that virtual assistants, a lot of times you are starting out with some of these mundane tasks. Like there may be, they won't be the most like fulfilling, life-giving thing ever. But for a lot of us, it's 
it, it'll enable us to be home with our kids and it'll enable us to maybe quit our job and things like that. So I think that's a lot of times where the fulfillment comes in. So that's normally what I teach is like, hey, let's let's do these simple tasks for people. You'll be working from home. You'll be on your own time. You can travel. You can live in three states like I did last year. <laughs> you can, you know, it kind of enables you to have the lifestyle. And then once you get the awesome thing about virtual assistants too is that it's it's an entryway into the online world. There is, I mean, just the ability to start businesses online is just insane. And working for clients, what's great is that you will you'll you'll get introductions, you'll get to see what's out there, you'll meet people. I would have never created an online course, so now I you know I don't offer virtual assistant services anymore. I have an online course and that's what I sell and I market my online course and I love it. Like I'm obsessed with what I do. I think it is so fun. Was I obsessed with doing data entry for people? No, I wasn't. But it enabled me to be home with my daughter and I made connections. So I ended up working for a course creator who was making like a million dollars a year selling these courses and I learned how to do it just by watching him, by by being behind the scenes in his business. And so I think that for a lot of people, they get into virtual assistants and they love the work. They're like, I love data entry and organizing spreadsheets and stuff. Like, there's people who just love that. And then, so they get in and they stay a VA or maybe they love managing people. So they, they end up building a team and more than doing the work themselves, they manage other people who are doing the work and they, you know, work with the client and it's that kind of thing. So, but then maybe somebody wants to do something else. They want to be a coach. They want to, you know, they want to create an online course or they want to do something else different that's online. Well, the connections that you make and the experience that you have is is just incredible. And this way you can start making money fairly quickly. So a lot of times people will be a VA like as they're trying to build this other thing that they're really passionate about just so they can have money to actually support that other thing. Right. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, let's say, what are the top mistakes that you see starting virtual assistants do? And what basically women should not do when they're starting out. Yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing I think a lot of us battle with perfectionism and just feeling like we've got to got to have everything together before we just start. I know people that will, you know, choose their services, start, you know, choose, choose an hourly rate and just start talking to people. Those are the ones that find success the quickest. The ones that like, him and ha over like, oh, should, I, should this be my business name? Should this be my business name? They spend like two, mount, two months to pick out a logo. It's like that perfectionism actually stops us from just getting out there and making money. <laughs> so, you know, just being like done is better than perfect. Sometimes we just say, all right, you know, if it's like something like choosing a logo for your business, you're like, all right, this is what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to, you know, buy this cheap logo or I'm just going to create something really quickly. Say this is my logo, go on, get clients, and then I can always go back and change it. <laughs> you know, I think that those of us who just get out there and, and prioritize kind of telling people about their services, prioritize marketing, those are the ones that really find the most success. Well, what do you think are some of the qualities that some top you know, because I mean, there is a difference between virtual assistants. I think you'll agree. And I can say from my own experience working in the online world, like 
there are some really, really good ones and there are some not so good ones. So what do you think? What type of a person or what makes a really good virtual assistant that I know that some virtual assistant can charge way more than 20, 30 bucks an hour just because they do excellent work. And so what's your opinion on that? Yeah, so I think there's three things. It would be initiatives, communication, and then the actual skills. So the first two, people can have right away. (laughs) So communication is huge. I mean, just talk, just talk to your clients. I mean, just keep them up to date. Give them a daily report. And if they say that's too much, then give them a weekly report. Be, don't, don't make them say, hey, how's this project going? Hey, I haven't heard from you. That is one of the key mistakes people make. They think that they like, they, they're like don't want to annoy their clients so that they don't email them very often. But people like, you know, business owners like getting status reports. They like knowing how the projects are going. So just keep them updated. So communication. Initiative would be the other one. So if you are a person that just goes above and beyond, if they if if they ask you to do one thing and you do that plus, you know, three more things on top of it that they didn't, you anticipate their needs, which can take a little bit of time getting to know the business. But if in general, you just try to do really excellent work, a go above and beyond, then what will happen is that person will start, they will love you and they will start telling people all about you. So some of the most successful virtual assistants, you ask them like, oh, where do you get clients? Where do you get clients? They'll say, it's all referrals. Like it's all referrals because people will talk about their good VAs. And so if you do a really excellent job for somebody, chances are they're going to start telling people about how awesome you are. And then those people will want to hire you too. And then the third would be skills. I mean, yes, it is. You can start out with doing things like data entry and all of that, but a good way to make more money, to grow your business is to learn a higher end skill. And there's so many things. You're good at writing. You can learn copywriting, how to like write, you know, really effective sales emails or or blog posts. If you can do logo design or web design, or if you learn how to, you know, manage Pinterest, there's, there's Pinterest managers out there who just manage people's Pinterest accounts and help them grow in their followers. And so if you learn one a really specialty skill, that's another way to really increase not only your rate, but your clientele. Mm, love that. I can tell you myself, people asked me about online work and oh my goodness, it's like there is plenty of people doing online work, but I guess it's the 10% that are really excellent workers. And what you mentioned is is key and you can really tell And there's not a lot of people there. So if you can get to the level, and it's like so simple to me, you know, it's like, for me, it's just common sense. Like, this is how you do things. Like you follow up with people, you do proper work, you don't do it sloppy, blah, blah. But it's amazing how many people, especially young people, I think, I don't know if moms or, you know, like the stay-at-home women and moms are the type, but I see in the digital, digital nomad world, there's just young people who are just... I'm like, where's your work ethic? Like, how did you learn to work? Like, what's going on? You know, it's like so weird. And I think in my career, that's why I kind of achieved success quickly or whatever. And I don't mean to brag, but it it was because I was dedicated. I didn't do sloppy work. Like I, I grew up with certain values and ethics and like, I couldn't just go to bed with unfinished email and send it to the client or whatever, you know, like I took it very seriously. And so... 
yeah, I just think like it's so easy to stand out if you do good work. And and you're right, people will rave about you if you do, especially as a virtual assistant. I think people just underestimate. Like I work with a girl now and she, I, she's more of a content creator, but also a virtual assistant a little bit, helping me so much with the podcast. I'm like, oh my God, thank you for following up with me. Like, thank you for asking me questions and giving ideas. I'm like, wow. <laughs> This is amazing. You care, you know? So it's just, I find that part just, you know, so easy to do if you're curious, interested. As you said, you have good communication skills initiative. And also if you have the skills specifically, but that can be built up later. Yep. Those can be learned. The other ones, I mean, maybe they they can be practiced. I think you can get better communication, but like skills, don't, don't worry about knowing high level tech skills. Like you can learn that you can find something that you really love, learn it, take an online course or just study it like crazy. You can learn how to do skills. The other stuff you can just start doing right away. I mean, the first client you get, just be amazing. Just like, just Just be amazing. And I mean, really though, it's, it's crazy how much of a difference it makes. Yeah, awesome. So before we talk about your course and how you actually teach all of this, and this is, I find this is so exciting. Perhaps some of the women are like, oh my God, like where do I find out more about this? I want to just address one small, I guess, subject. Talk to us about some of the myths or, or the challenges of working from home, being a virtual assistant. And I can, I know that there are things, challenges, because I talk about them, not specifically in this niche, but working on the road and being a digital nomad and working online. It is glamorous on the outside. There is a lot of flexibility and a lot of amazingness that comes with it and freedom to make money from home and especially if you're a home and stay mom. But talk to us about the main challenges that you know, you encounter as a virtual assistant or a person who works from home. And what are some of the myths, I guess, that you want to debunk? Well, <laughs> so it's not easy. I think that, you know, people, I have like a training that I do and in it, I like ask, do some commonly asked questions. And one of this is, will this take a lot of work? And my answer is yes. Like, <laughs> yes, this will take a lot of work. Starting a virtual assistant business is starting a business. So there are companies that hire virtual assistants and they may hire people for like five, 10, $15 an hour. And then you just work for those companies and they give you work and that's it at the end of the day. And that's not necessarily what I'm teaching, although that is an option for people. I'm teaching how to start your own business and how to make full-time income, um, charging 30, 40, you know, up to 60, 70, $100 an hour, depending if you get those specialized skills, maybe building a team of people to help you. Like, you know, that's more what I teach. And so that is, it is work. I mean, you, you do have to put in the work. And so it's 100% possible. It's 100% doable. But I think that people who think that they're just going to like turn on their computer and, and, and right away, like there's going to be money in their bank account. It's like, well, no, like you, you do have to get out there and start telling people. Another myth I think that people think is that that clients are just going to like come to them, which again, if you get really good at what you do, eventually that will happen with referrals. But in the beginning, you can't just 
you know, put something on your Facebook page and just expect the emails to come in. You can't just pop up a website and be like, now I'm going to get all this traffic. People are going to come to my, like, no, no one's going to come to your website. Like nobody knows that you're there. You have to physically tell people about it, which is why I, I love just saying, start with, start with who you know, start with your friends and family, start, start just individually take that business owner out to coffee. It's the one-on-one connections that are really going to help you succeed. And so just start making real quality connections. Posting three times a day to your Facebook group is not what's going to get you clients, especially in the beginning. It's just making those personal one-on-one connections. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Abby, tell us about the course that you have. And I know that you are very generous and you're giving a discount to all the Girl Skill listeners. And first of all, which amounts to about $150 discount, which is awesome. I know this course is not very cheap, but if, if listeners go to girlskill.com slash VA, they're going to get first to a free training from you, actually. And from there on, they're going to be able to purchase and find out more. So tell us about Correct. Yes. So I do have a free training. And this is a really quality training. You're going to learn a lot. I do promote a paid course at the end. But even if you don't, if you're not ready for the paid course, you're going to get a lot of information and some skills that you can take and start using right away to get clients from this training. So you can check out the training. It's at girlskill.com slash VA. So VA for virtual assistant. So you can go there and check out a free training. It's instant access to this training. It's called Become a Booked Out Virtual Assistant. And I share with you some of my top tips for getting clients, kind of what we were talking about there. And then at the end, I do have an online course that is... I actually only launch that course two times a year. So I usually open up the the doors and then close them. So if you just go to my website right now, you can't buy the course. However, if you watch this free training, it does give you a one-time opportunity to buy the course while we're not in while the doors aren't open right now. We do have a coupon code. If you do decide, I want to go all in, I want to just have the step-by-step plan, then you can use the coupon code GIRLSKILL for 15% off of the course. And yeah, if you guys have questions about it, you can definitely reach out to me and my team and we can help you. Awesome. Well, Abby, thank you so much for being here with me, for sharing your journey, for answering all my questions about the VA stuff, being vulnerable and uh, being real, which I really appreciate. (laughs) And I wish you good luck with everything. And I'm sure it's going to be very exciting what's waiting ahead. Can't wait to see what you're going to come up next, either a course or a business or whatever. (laughs) And yeah, thanks so much. And we'll keep in touch. Thank you. All right, girlfriends, hope you enjoyed this episode with Abby Ashley and got a lot of tips about juggling it all and how to do it all. And I love that she says, you know, you can't do it all, obviously, and there's a lot of sacrifices and, you know, it is the reality. It is what it is. If you like this episode, please charge your karmic energy. Share this episode with a girlfriend who is perhaps a new mom or wants to start working from home. I know I have at least one girlfriend who really enjoyed this episode. So you can go to girlskill.com slash 97, send her this link or share it straight from your podcasting app, girlskill.com slash 97. Oh, and the link to Abby's training is going to be in the show notes as well. So hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you next week with the next episode of Girl Skill. 
Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined.